0: Hello everyone and welcome to Nano Community Tech, a uniting voice for tech enthusiasts everywhere. In this Tech Talk with mates, I had the unique opportunity to speak to my friend Roger Bolton from the comfort of his home in Vancouver, Canada. We've known Roger for over 10 years. We've presented at international professional conferences around the world. We have common interests in business process management as a discipline. We discussed how consultants use technology to enhance their work, such as delivering training and facilitating workshops. How we keep in touch with family and friends overseas. And most interesting of all, I was intrigued by his local running group using technology to motivate one another while creating a community. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Today, I'm talking to a longtime friend, Roger Burton, about tech. It's certainly something that I hold very close to my heart and uh, in our initial discussions with Roger, something that he certainly has a lot to say about. So uh, welcome to the show, Roger. Thank you,
1: Sandeep. It's a pleasure to be here and good to good to see you again. One day it'll be in person.
0: One day it sure will be in person. But uh, Roger's beaming through all the way from Vancouver while we are in lockdown here in Sydney. Uh, but in the technology that enables us to do this is the very technology that we'll be unpacking through the episode. So I can't wait to do that. So as always, Roger, we, we like to start with uh, an overview of Sort of the technology that we use in our professional as well as our personal life, um, and you know, I certainly use a lot of technology in my professional world and different types uh, for different situations, including um, you know, a, a, a my my conferences, my uh, um, the the video conferencing facility now, especially in work, is a invaluable piece. Something that allows me to uh, reach out to a lot of my uh, clients but also uh, my family and I know that you have uh, a similar sort of setup there. would you like to tell me a little bit more about it
1: yeah my 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 setup is actually quite simple and I've tried to keep it that way. Um, I have lots of friends who've got every device known to mankind um, I've just kept mine really really simple uh, I just basically run a you know uh, latest version of windows on my um on my sort of uh my yoga lenovo which allows me to double double as a um uh a, a notebook laptop but also flip it around to become a uh, um, a, a tablet so if you just reverse it it does that so that that gives me sort of the best of both worlds um but nothing, nothing super sophisticated. 4K screen, so everybody with all those uh, bad, bad complexions show up really, really well on my screen. <laughs> um, I have, uh, I've had lots of lots of visits from my from my um, uh, my phone company with regard to uh, bandwidth and getting that all straightened around. Um, finally, have super fast, very reliable bandwidth, which I think that. You know, is, is something that, that we just poss- can't possibly live without. We, we, we lose signal and, and we're, and we're paralyzed. Uh, we can't do anything anymore because the communication aspect, uh, I think, has become just as important, if not more important to me as the actual, um, processing technology of a lot of the applications that I've been using. Fairly simple applications, uh, a, a lot of, uh, uh, lot of windows and things like that, all the standard stuff that comes with with that, use tools like uh, mind mapping quite a bit, uh, where we can get quite creative. Um, A lot of the collaboration boards that we use with regard to um, uh, the meetings, and a lot of the meetings I have, we'll, we'll be doing training but also in the training people are in breakout rooms doing things hopping in and hopping out so it's pretty much basic tech but it's allowed me to sort of keep doing um, what I normally would would have done if I traveled Um, and just a very simple android uh, phone that goes along with that which more and more I seem to be doing more and more on that device and less and less on my on my notebook.
0: I share that uh, sentiment with you uh, in the sense that it's uh a you, know, you, you want your devices to sort of seamlessly work with, your, with the workflow, the thing that you're trying to deliver. And I feel like um, a lot of our work that revolves around conducting a workshop, conducting a training session, is actually particularly challenging because there's an interactivity that we need on both ends. Because it's not just yeah. a, a conference that we're just trying to deliver a message. This we want input from the other side. We want them to interact. We want them to do stuff. So there's tactile uh, input from both parties. And this is so difficult to translate through through screens and and so on. But we, we do still want to bring that experience of interactivity, of connection. So I, I you know. Maybe it might be worthwhile uh, to talk a little bit more about how you run these training sessions and how do you use those those sort of uh, applications that you were talking about before and how um, in, in in order to sort of encourage that kind of interactivity and keep that 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 spirit of the the training alive.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. We we, we do a lot of a lot of uh, discovery workshops with executives, managers, and and uh, people working on the front lines, and so. It's, it's difficult to sort of get them engaged at the beginning. And so what we, we really try to do is try to do some one-on-one discussions with people before we bring them into a workshop, try to get to know them a little bit better. And um, the, the secret to, 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 to my business is trust. If, if people don't trust trust you, they're not going to listen to you in, in in the manager consulting world. And so how do you establish trust when you've never met the person? Um and it's been a fascinating year and a half. We thought we would have no business. We have more business than we've ever had. And we have four or five clients now. We've never met anybody from the company. And yet we, we seem to have established a really, really good trust relationship, but it's, but it's sort of incremental, especially at the beginning. So we don't, we're not trying to dive in and do too much upfront. We're trying to establish the relationships at the beginning. We have a few rules, like everybody has their screen on, even though it might look distracting. But the most distracting thing is looking at yourself. Apparently, that's, uh, that's <laughs> that is something that people can't they can't help but do that. Um, and so, uh, but just making sure everybody has the screen on because otherwise, there's a suspicion that people are doing other things while they're apparently listening to you with with muted muted phones and uh, no 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 facial interaction and so on. Um, the other thing we found is that we really have to carefully orchestrate the sessions we're going to have um where we have small pieces um we will play we we'll always play back what people have said uh and we will try to get small small victories along the way so we sort of engage people in 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 those uh those increments you know it's the old um boil the frog um, analogy right You'd, if you gradually turn up the temperature, they're going to stay with you. Um, and have. And also the other thing we try to do is not, not to do too much in any one go. Just to, to spread it out. Give people you know, some time in between just to consider it, ponder it. Always get something back to them for to, to look at so they're ready to come in. Um, and I do. I have found that, that when it's online, people are afraid of wasting their time. Whereas when you're in a face-to-face workshop, that doesn't—that's not usually the case. So we have to make sure we really, really pay attention to what the interaction is going to be like. Um, and so as part of that, we, what we will try to do is we'll try to make sure we have breakout sessions. I mean, in in uh, things like Zoom, it's actually really quite easy to do. Uh, Teams is getting better. It's it's just very as I, typical with Microsoft is a little bit late to the party, but before they then come in and dominate the party. <laughs> so. Um, but with, with teams, it's a little bit tougher, but you can still do it there too. But small working groups get everybody talking. And um, what we've actually found is we've had a bunch of sessions that we think went better because we weren't in the room and people weren't, distri- weren't um, you know, they, they had to pay attention because of, of the way we set it up. So it's the use of that
0: technology has been really quite important to us. Do you find that uh, the sessions that you conduct are shorter now, or or are they the same length as what, what you did in person?
1: And they are. We 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 tend to have more but shorter sessions, mm. and each one a very very clear goal, a clear result that we're trying to attain. Um, and we and we always make sure we go around and, and select everybody's feedback at the end. A lot of the good practices you normally would do live you really have to do, I think, when when you're working online. It's it is interesting though. I, I would actually say now that for a lot of our clients, um, we won't end up traveling to their city in order to do the work nearly so much as what we used to. My
0: frequent flyer points are going to go down. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well mine are non-existent. Um, but I think the I think the big big takeaway is just the the, the bit where you said there's more engagement, so there's more concentrated engagement um, for that period of time, and and that's I've observed the same thing. Given that we are it, at my work, we explore things like you know virtual post-it notes. We exp- mm-hmm. so we're tr- we're trying to make that transition to say, well, this is not unfamiliar territory for people attending these. it's, it's still it's still those yellow post-it notes. It's yeah. still there's still a whiteboard somewhere. So yeah. things that are familiar, but now delivered differently, so um, the interaction continues to be encouraged um, and it and these sessions, short as they are, demand the time of the attendees so they're not distracted by anything else so i think I think all of that uh, ultimately does play a part. I think we if I can go back to your earlier point of the right kind of bandwidth because this sort of stuff requires more bandwidth it requires a stable connection because it just becomes a subpar experience as soon as someone's feed is, is lagging or or we can't get there and put in time and, and it just impacts the whole experience of the whole group.
1: If I can just say, I have a friend who just went through an interview for a consulting situation and I said, how did it go? She said, it really wasn't very good. They had incredibly difficult time with, with, their, with their network so she felt that she wasn't able to communicate her value be-
0: because of the technical constraint. It's, it's, fu- it's weird, but it continues to do, to, uh, to resonate just like um, electricity would. We, we hardly think about electricity to our homes anymore. We don't, we don't go, oh is it, is it, you know, whatever kilowatts, megawatts of electricity. We're, we're way past that. But at one point that was a, I guess in our existence, that was a problem. So I'm hoping that things like internet and, uh, um, and, and devices will become like that, where we hardly ever think about how good yeah. our connection is, how good our, um, our screens are, whether they're 4K, 2K. And it just becomes right. so seamless that we are able to interact with one another through technology, like as if it had always happened this way. And I feel like the pandemic has really shown, and back to your other point, which was, y- things are going to change. You will operate differently. You will interact differently. Uh, I'm finding that I, I've, in, I continually uh, invest in getting more and more things around my desk. Um, more recently, I invested in a high quality uh, video camera um, for my conferencing needs. I was. I was relying yeah. on the little one in the on the laptop but increasingly yeah. I'm finding well you know I'm I'm doing this so often I'm here all the time I need to get something of way better quality so I get better audio output I get better video coming through and it just improves the experience and I find that now I'm I'm wanting to dispense this advice to everybody else who doesn't have a good camera, doesn't have a good
1: yeah, connection and, to and go
0: really think about these things.
1: And they're, they're not that expensive. No? I mean,
0: relatively speaking, you, you, you're
1: you not going to pay thousands of dollars for this. I mean, I, I just spent, uh, I think it was like $125 on a, a camera um, and um, a microphone combination. And um, it's, I suppose, that little pinhole you mentioned. Right? so. Yeah. And, and a light, a good light, because depending upon the time of the year, especially like here where I am right now, um, we're, we're speaking at six thirty in the evening, my time. It'll still be light at 10 o'clock here mm-hmm. in the summertime, but it'll be dark at four o'clock in the wintertime. So just a, a good light to just all these little things, which you have to, you have to have to build your own studio, uh, and put all those devices together. And, but as you say, once they once they're there, you just, just presume that that's just normal.
0: Oh, you did talk about uh, your uh, building trust. If I can sort of go yeah. back to that and new clients um, and and having to do you know one-on-one sessions and just build rapport. If I can share my experience, I've I've actually been on two projects recently, um, and they lasted about one to three months each, and where I had not met a single person from the client side and we had done our entire delivery online uh, to the point where it wasn't unexpected. Um, The client wasn't, in fact, I I couldn't see them because their offices were under complete lockdown. So there was no chance of doing that. But also I think the um, fact that we were, uh, you know, Spend some time building trust. I, I just want to talk a little bit more about some of the tactics and some things that you you think would be um, useful to think about when you're when you're sort of starting starting that trust journey. Um, conversations obviously are important. Deliverables, as you mentioned before, are really important too. But I think there's there's a little bit more than just that. That's that connection, and and how how are we enabling technology to create that connection? If you don't want to mean it, goes beyond just the, I suppose the 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 right things we say, but just the 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 sincerity. How do we how do we get that it's, sincerity across?
1: I think there's a few things there um, that associated with that, and that is that um, we we think we're quite good at what we do. We get very good feedback on the work that we do with people. But when you go to a new client, all of that sounds like sales. It sounds like <laughs> marketing, right? And so, yeah, but what have you done for me is a really good question. So we really try to find an approach where we can have some one-on-one time with some of the key people, and we, and we will do it on video. The interesting thing is, in the past, we might have just had a phone call before we actually showed up, but now we can actually have a, a, a video call because we have the, the technology to be able to do that. And I think that that actually helps. Um, so we do that, but, but then in addition to that, we really carefully set up our, our engagements. So we have as as early as possible, we try to find some deliverables and some wins which are of value to those people. So in other words, we try to gain trust by having been trustworthy, mm. um, by having delivered something that they see was, oh yeah, that was really good. Uh, and then just gradually bringing them in to, uh, into into the into the discussion making it truly making it a discussion and not not being something you say well okay well we've got all your inputs we'll see you in a month we'll write you a nice report it's it's a collaboration we try to make it a collaboration as much as we possibly can yeah. um, and then um, you know sneak in some some good insights along the way bring in things that they weren't aware of but always thinking about adding value at every step of the way Um so, people collaboration. don't ever
0: think they're wasting their time. Yeah. I was just going to say that, that, that word you use is actually quite, uh, it, it made me think about what I normally do with my clients, which is that the collaboration piece. And again, going back to uh, the technology that allows us to do uh, not just collaboration, um, you, you know, where you take turns to do collaboration, but also live collaboration, where yeah, we it's are. Like, it's almost co creation as well. Co creation, like exactly. Word, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, t- you're talking about Teams before we, we actually do use Teams for, for live co-creation. And that just means that we can now review things, we can, we can um, brainstorm, we can, we can uh, have outputs uh, created in a much more efficient manner, uh, which I think then lends itself to creating value, which then yeah. continues to build trust.
1: What what we find with that is that if we, as much as possible, we try to actually um, work on deliverables, um, this, seeing those deliverables produced in real time, and adapting and adjusting. So we we'll produce them, we'll validate them, we'll adjust them, we'll adapt them, as opposed to having those as being sort of um, punctuated over a week or two. As much as possible, we'll we'll do something together, and then that we'll always then the next time around, we will always bring that back in and say, remember, this is what we did last time. This is where we are on the journey. And this is what we're going to do today. And, and this is what we're going to do after we've done that to keep them reminded of where they are. Um, because a lot. Of, I, I also find these days people are extremely busy and they've got a lot of things going on and they they, they don't spend the preparation time if you send something in advance. They read it, like if, if at all, they read it in the 10 minutes before the meeting. Um, so just keep them engaged all the way through and and show them where they are, show them where they're going, um, and just sort of keep, keep them keep them aware of what that journey is looking like all the way through. So it requires very good facilitation.
0: And that unfortunately uh, can't be solved by having great technology. That's an art. Yes. Business. yeah, no, I agree with you. Now well, we we do one, to one other thing. Just just hit me.
1: Um, the I've got a, a closet with a lot of with a lot of very nice suits, white shirts, and, and very attractive ties. Uh, not a single one of which I've worn in eighteen months. Um, <laughs> and we had we had um, we had a meeting with the chief executive officer. Of the largest sort of clothing um retailer in Canada. And they're 350 years old. They were back, they were here in the fur trade right from the beginning. And so we had a meeting with the CEO. So I thought, well, I got have to put on a jacket and wear wear a, a nice white shirt. I won't put on a tie for this one. Well, I got on there. The guy had a sweatshirt on. Uh, and, it, it, <laughs> and, and so I I think, you know, it we're I think we're all a bit more the same now. Which I think helps with that breaking down some of the barriers that you might otherwise
0: worry about. What a wonderful point. I didn't I didn't even think about it that way, but but that's that's now again, I tied back to that trust element because I'm no longer dressing in my formal business outfits because most of my clients, even the ones that I've never met before in my first meeting with them, they're in a sweatshirt and a t shirt. Right. Right, so it, it, it just brings us back to that 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 level playing ground, um, where they're not trying to, I mean, uh, without sounding uh, too cliche, but they are bringing their authentic self to the to right. the mix, and so are we. So I guess that that's that's our meeting ground to to blossom that trust and that uh, that relationship going forward. So I absolutely yeah. think it. Inadvertently, we were doing that, but but it's good to actually kind of bring that up to the to the surface. One of the um, things that we 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 talked about, um, you know, earlier was uh, was bringing social, um, I guess, bringing technology to our social lives. One key way in which I tend to bring technology to my personal and more sort of um, my active sort uh, uh, exercise. A regime is uh, bringing the iPad along to the park, which is allowed in this lockdown, um, in within these lockdown rules, and doing a live session with uh, with with a few people um, yeah. who've logged in at the same time. So we use a Zoom session. We I've got the iPad propped uh, at the at the end of my mat on in the grass area in the park, out in the open, not near anyone. Um, and there I go forty five minutes of either hit or, um, or uh, strength training as much as strength training can happen. I'm sick of push-ups, by the way, uh, uh, seems to be a one that they always go to. but but you know bringing that technology has enabled me to to actually stay fit and that's more from a mental perspective than 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 physical at this point. Um, but you know, do you do? much in terms of
1: uh, uh, yeah, using I mean, that
0: sort of technology in your social life? Yeah. I mean, there, there's the, there's the classic
1: social media stuff, which is, which is, you know, the Facebook, Twitter, things like that. I've actually stopped using Twitter. I don't, I don't look at anything on Twitter anymore. And, 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 and Facebook, I only check things where my friends from high school who've managed to fall find each other again. I just check some of that stuff out. So, but, uh, interesting, in my life now, the two biggest social media platforms have become um, WhatsApp and Strava. And for those of you who don't know Strava, Strava is an, uh, basically it's a running, uh, bicycling, um, swimming uh, app. And... Most of the people I'm connected with now are they're, they're runners and bikers, and some of them are triathletes. Um, and we we just we talk through Strava. We we talk about our our, our running club. I mean, and people you know, of course, people can like what you've done. They can comment on your workout. They can you know and do all that type of stuff. But um, but at the same time, our coach in the run club has moved to Germany. Um, and because <laughs> one of the run club members here for a while was a, uh, a surgeon. He was in Canada for a year, uh, and they fell in love. They went to Germany and got married. So she's in Germany now. So we're able to keep, like, keep our run club really, really going, regardless of where we all are. We can all encourage each other and, and, and work forward that way. And it's, uh, we can see what our workouts are. We can see where we're going to go. We can do all that, 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 that type of stuff. And we've actually had sessions where we had no coach there. We've actually coached ourselves um, because we know the drill. We know what the what the warm up is. Uh, we know exactly what we're going to have to do. And it's 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 interesting how sort of that community has really really gotten me through the last eighteen months, including the period of time when we were under lockdown. Um, and you know, we're allowed to go out and exercise, but not really in groups. And then there's a time we were allowed to exercise with four of you. And then it got to be eight. And then now it's completely open. We actually had a picnic in the park this week. And it was really good because the, the, the park board actually is allowed us to, to, to drink alcohol in the parks for the first time in years. So we, I mean, but, but the thing is, all of that was organized through our, our, our social media mm-hmm. and everything. And, it it was all sorted out that way. And it was, um, it was remarkable how
0: that has been so important in our lives, you know, and for all of us. It's, it's not surprising that it increasingly, technology has enabled a lot of us to keep our sanity in these sort of lockdown look, uh, you know, times, especially here in Sydney, we've gone through several weeks of lockdown, and we are, anticipating at least two to three more weeks of it and in that time this um this outlet of actually being connecting over exercise is been is is actually quite a welcome social um uh, i guess connection and to see the um or to hear about life at the end of the lockdown. So it, it's not just a connection within this lockdown period. I know, and and I'm quite confident it will continue to um, progress even after the lockdown. And hopefully we can have our picnics and have alcohol in our parks too. But until that happens, we, we're we relying on this to, to keep us connected and to keep us motivated. Because one of the things that we yeah. struggle, I personally struggle with, is motivation to to do a lot of exercise in a period where i think well you know this is this is quite a a gloomy time and uh, it's winter in australia so it's the morning's are yeah, particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. cold uh, where we are and it's just but but you know you're going to be talking live to a bunch of people at 6 30 a.m and they're going to ask you why you didn't attend the previous day so you get out of bed And you go to the park we we've also we've also found this though I mean and and people are
1: we have a bunch of people in different places so it it is even though we're 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 out open and uh uh you know we're through our lockdowns now we're in the just the second last stage of being completely open um but all the way during the the time when we weren't so open uh, what we we found is that people would say okay Tomorrow, the coach says I have to do a sixteen-kilometer slow run, blah blah blah, uh, and I'm going to go out about ten o'clock. And people say, "Okay, I'll go out too," but they're, they're somewhere completely different. And then we still collaborate and discuss about how was your run and those other types of things. But it, it, was, some, it was something to pull us all together um, to, to work it out to work it out from that point of view. And so it's it's been and it's and on top of all that. There's, there's a record of what everybody has done according to their Garmin watch, which uploaded to Strava. And, and, and basically, then you have your network in Strava, and you can see what everybody has done. You can see what their goals are. You can see how they're doing. You can encourage people towards it. And so it's, it's, uh, our run club is actually a little community.
0: That's really good. And it's something that I probably should suggest to our, our exercise group as well, because we, I record a lot of my workouts on the Apple Watch and I, you know, it's easy to share that information with other people um, who, who also own an Apple Watch. But you know, that's a very small ecosystem, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but there's an opportunity to go a little bit larger, and I think that will be uh, the next step, something to to recommend to the group.
1: Well, it automatically uploads, right? To if you just say I'm a member of Strava, and you put, you know, do the connection, and you you finish the run, and um, I had one last week where. I came in the house, finished my run, and I already had people commenting on my run, and I wasn't even inside the door yet.
0: So <laughs> nice. Real-time. So this is your, and you use your Garmin watch connected to your mobile phone for this? or how Yes, long- Garmin yeah.
1: watch to the mobile phone, um, which updates uh, Garmin Connect, which, which then feeds Strava. Uh, right. <laughs> so okay. all, those, all those connections are, are, are there. And it also keeps track of your, you know, your personal records and and how you're trending on a particular course that you're running. Um, you run this, you run this segment uh, five times in the last two months. This was stronger than usual, less than usual. This is, uh, this is was good for your conditioning. So you get all that kind of stuff, and everybody can share that.
0: Talking about sharing, family and relatives, and we've got quite a few relatives who live overseas. I know, you know, mine live in Southeast Asian region of the world where I've got family in Indonesia, which is, you know, in, not in the best state when it comes to COVID uh, and also in Singapore right. and in and, and, and Australia too, but other parts of Australia. Uh, and you've got family here in Australia too. How are you keeping in touch with them?
1: Well, it's interesting because um, I have family in the UK. I have family in Eastern Canada. Which is sort of like if you're in Sydney having family in Perth, um, that kind of distance, um, and uh, you know, and and I have a, a daughter who lives in Wollongong, uh, with two grandkids who I haven't seen in eighteen months, which is which is crazy. But honestly, if it weren't for things like FaceTime, um, we wouldn't see those kids. We, w- we wouldn't see them growing up, and and it's it's really interesting. I I, I still feel. That it, it we, we haven't become strangers. You can just tell by the interaction that's taking place, and and so um, it's we it's basically it's mostly sort of video where where we we will do some of that stuff. And of course, like depending upon who they are in the family, we have a passion for 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 football. Um,
0: uh, Aussie <laughs> unfortunately,
1: rules. Unfortunately, no, no. I'm saying unfortunately. Unfortunately, my my family and myself came out of the wrong end of the European Championships.
0: So. Ah, right, right.
1: So, so we, at least we commiserate together. Uh. Also, my the, the team when I grew up in England, it's the local team. Um, we have lots of supporters here. So there's a there's virtual groups for the soccer supporters as well. That's another personal thing we do. Um, but uh, with family, we it's just make, making it making an effort um, to. To, to you know have regularly scheduled times where we'll actually get together and,
0: and discuss that way that's really good because i think one of the uh, i think challenges we've had is is that is exactly that making time um, between different time zones and as soon as we do that we get on a call it's great we have such a good time and then we go right we need to do this again and then Delays, 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 and, and we finally get onto it. But FaceTime is our go-to application as well. Uh, you talked about WhatsApp before that. It's also a family favorite. Uh, we've got a group yeah. going, so we keep in touch uh, that way. But
1: one one thing that we have in in our family, I have another daughter who lives here, um, and uh, you know both of them are married. Uh, in a, in Wollongong my. My daughter is lucky to be double vaxxed already because her husband is a doctor in, in Wollongong. So, um, so that's been good for her, but also my kids here, um, my, my daughter here and, 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 her spouse. And so, um, but on WhatsApp, there is every possible combination of twos, threes, and fours on different WhatsApp groups. And so, for example, my, my, my daughter in Wollongong, Um, she's been working uh, um, at a farm-to-table place that that where refugees have opened this up and she's sort of coordinating that, bringing volunteers in and all all that kind of stuff to grow grow that business. Well, I mean, if she's having a particularly difficult situation one day, we'll have our own private WhatsApp discussion. Right. And because she doesn't want to engage her sister into that conversation and, and vice versa. And my wife and I have our own one, um, even though uh, my office is down the hall from where I live, so you know so sometimes <laughs> so but my but my point here is that we're still able to carve out the personal space uh, as opposed to everybody sees everything about anything
0: and I think the uh the, the companies that provide this these sort of sorts of services do recognize that and they do want to uh, create you know ad hoc rooms that you can. Go into to have those conversations straight away, and or even have something open to say. Well, you 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 know, as a family member, you can enter, and we'll be here. We'll be chatting for the next two hours. Just come and come by, and Drop in. and log in whenever you want. That kind of thing. So, I think they, that's more and more uh, uh, commonplace, uh, and I feel like um, those opportunities are probably. Yeah, you know, they, they, they're really unique and it it does sort of lend itself to being as close as possible to being in actual, an actual physical room over in Singapore with the whole family around and, and people just coming by, having a chat and then maybe taking a nap afterwards or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, it, so does, what, what, it does. What we've really also done,
1: that. on even on the business side now, and it, it's hard mm-hmm. to do this, but we've done it a, a, a several times, is we'll just schedule the time where we can just have a meeting about nothing. Because it's sort of the the type of stuff you would have if you dropped by and picked up a a cup of tea or a coffee uh, and bumped into someone, um, we'll just say, okay, let's just schedule this and we'll just just talk about what's going on in your life or whatever whatever you want to talk about. Mm. Because I think that's probably what I miss the most is just the casual conversations where you learn so much
0: that is so true i feel like that's the reason why i was making my way to the office and um and and i guess uh, uh you know ha- having those interactions with people having those uh, ad hoc interactions serendipitous interactions that weren't weren't planned and i feel like that's the limitation these days where you just yeah. have to kind of plan every single session that, and that includes family um chats right. as well they have to be planned and that just seems adds that artificial layer to it. But, you know, hopefully we can come to a good compromise where well, I, where it I can be quite I, organic.
1: And I do think it is going to be a compromise. I don't think we'll ever go back to the, to the way it was two years ago. Um, I think we, we, there's a lot of good things we've learned in this that we can still take advantage of. But if we mix that mix and that, blend that in the right way, I think that's going to be, that's going to be the secret, how, how we do that when,
0: when we're over or when we're through this to a sufficient degree. Look, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, Roger. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your personal life uh, tech, your professional life tech, and how you keep in touch with your loved ones. And I definitely learned a lot, a lot more about you and uh, <laughs> getting to know you a bit better. Thanks, Sandy. It's always, it's always great to talk to you.